Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. How are you doing this fine day, Brian? Uh, uh I need more coffee. It's very <laughs> early in the morning. I thought you sounded a little off there. <laughs> yeah. I'm Brian, and I'm up early. Yeah. I mean, I'm always up early. I just, just I'm not usually Human. sitting at a microphone <laughs> having to be, you know, grumpy and clever. So. Uh, well, you know, there's, you're off the hook for one of them because we're rarely clever. It's okay. How about a little follow-up? We've both got Cody boxes. Brian, I think we call them the Mugu Guy Pans or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Mine is still in my backpack. It has not uh, migrated to actually being plugged into my TV yet. Uh, it hasn't moved the 12 <laughs> feet across the room? No, not yet. <laughs> yeah, mine is somewhere in a... I, I don't even know where mine is. I, I got it set up, I played with it, and I'm like, eh, okay. I, yeah. I, that's about it. Yeah. It makes it really easy to get stuff for free. Okay. Not yeah. that it was that difficult for us before. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's actually more difficult because I got to find another HDMI plug for my TV. Yeah, that's the thing for me. It's more difficult because right now I can do it on my laptop and just shoot it off to my TV. Piece of cake. If I want to actually put the Cody box onto my TV, I'm going to have to undo the little strip that hides all the wires and I'm going to have to rewire things and find another plug. And ah. It's just too much work to steal things with those damn Cody boxes. It really is. It really is. And the interfaces are terrible. Oh, you know, they're Android. Uh, ah, good point. Well, uh... <laughs> Unfortunately for a gentleman named Julian Allen, he was arrested back in 2015 in Englund for selling the pre, uh, you know, built boxes that are just ready to go. Right. Yeah, he uh, he pled guilty this week to money laundering, which is oh. interesting. That's interesting. I'm just going to throw this out there. If you want to uh, launder money, try to do it with something that isn't already vaguely illegal. Well, I think that I don't think he was actually laundering the money with the box. I think that's like. The way that they had to charge him to... Oh, gotcha. Like, right. he was taking money from people to get free, give them free cable. And right. that's, like, how they busted him. Okay. But, yeah, uh, they he he's basically out on bail now, and he's getting sentenced on October 20th. But, uh, mm. yeah, 135,173 pounds is what he owes back. And he was only in business for 30 months. But here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> did you see the picture of the front of this guy's store? Uh No. Okay, it's uh, free.tv.stream.box geeky kit, only 10 pounds, uh, 120 ah. pounds fitted, sick of paying monthly subscriptions, free Sky Virgin Box Nation Racing UK. Okay, now I expect that kind of signage in most of Asia, but right. uh, yeah, not so much in, in England. Yeah, not in Billingham and Middlesbrough. So <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of deserves what he got on that one. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, shouldn't be quite so blatant about things he's advertising illegal activity and giving them you know it, it's you you have to have that one step removed here's a box you can do what you want to with the box i'm not saying you should go steal some tv but this guy's like hey here's a box go steal some tv yeah it's yeah okay pretty pretty out there yeah uh we've talked about how canada and specifically toronto is becoming a hotbed of tech right now uh, that has not stopped. Uh, and there's an article in Curbed called, In the Trump Area, Are Canadian Cities Poised for Success? Now, normally we would think Betteridge's Law, 
Yes. Because it's a question. <laughs> uh, but in this case, uh, no, it, it seems to be true. The, a lot of people are moving up there. We've talked about how Google is actually opening up their offices there now, uh, particularly their AI <clears throat> investigatory <laughs> offices. Uh, Toronto is definitely uh, just hopping right now with, with tech stuff, uh, uh, with all the immigration issues going on down here and, you know, the fact that, well, the Cheeto's in charge and that's not good. And, you know, it, it, it is going on. And what they're saying is not only is it just the, the tech stuff that's uh, the tech people that are being wooed and the tech companies that are being wooed a little bit north of the border, um, the way the cities are actually setting themselves up, the pro-urban policies that they have in the major cities such as Toronto, Montreal and Vancouver are markedly better than what we've got going on here. Now, that's a plus because... It's awesome. And and secondly, I mean, it makes sense because L.A. is so overdeveloped anyways, while Toronto is, is a, there's room for development in a lot of these Canadian cities. And they're doing a very good job of making very modern cities. So well done, Canada. All right. I, I assume we'll be sending you off there soon. At some point. I still like the weather here. <laughs> that is the one downside of Canada. It's like, yes, especially with Toronto. The only place you have to build is north. So. If you're going to keep building, mm. you got to keep moving north. If you move south, that's you're true. The, you can't really move south from Toronto. Like no, proper. then you're then you're in Buffalo. Exactly, then and nobody wants to be in Buffalo. No, you're not going to shuffle off. <laughs> and I found another article that kind of uh, I, I always like to end our follow up with doom and gloom. The average American man is earning less and less in a lifetime. Now we've talked about the decline in wages. Uh, all that sort of thing. Death Many of times the middle on this class, show, yada, yada, the death yada. of the middle class. Well, this is just basically another study that is going. Yep, that's happening. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yay! Uh, it's the National Bureau of Economic Research. Funnily enough, they're still being funded. Probably not for <laughs> much longer. Uh, they did a working paper called "Lifetime Incomes in the United States Over Six Decades." Kind of does what it says. Uh, shows that men's, men who entered the workforce in the early 80s earned 136000 less in their lifetime by age 55 than those who entered the workforce in the 60s. That's a 10 to 20% decline, despite adjusting for increased employer perks during that time period, including pensions and health coverage. Uh, the story is a little bit more optimistic for women, but that's uh, basically because more of them entered the workforce and there's been, you know, you wouldn't believe it from all the tech news that we talk about in here, but there's actually been increasing wages for women to to get rid of the pay gap that existed back in the 80s and 90s. So, uh, but obviously not in the tech industry, which we'll be probably discussing shortly. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, and the study is basically showing that it's just getting worse and worse, and uh, the millennials can basically expect to make even less than the Xers did. Etc. Etc. So this is all reinforcing the dour narrative that the American dream of generational improvement has stopped being realistic or feasible for the average worker. Don't tell your kids. <laughs> well, my millennial Yay. brother makes more than I do, and uh, I am down quite a bit from my peak uh, ten years ago, and I work twice as hard now. So, you know, I, I mean, I guess it, it it depends on what you did and what your job is, but yeah. Uh, well, I, I would say that you and I were were making an exceptionally large amount of money for a period I of time. That. Which, <laughs> I missed that as well. So, damn it. Uh, yeah. In the news. Oh, in a perfect world, all I'd say right now is some idiot that used to work over at Google wrote something really fucking stupid and got fired. Yeah, and that would be all we would say about it. But that's not the way the world works anymore. Okay, <laughs> the clickbait manifesto and just the the uh, the 
the pulse of the time and everything that's going on demands that this fucking stupid story has just ate up the entire universe this week. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, James Damore. He's a Google employee who decided James Damore is no more at Google. Uh, he's just been fired. Um, <laughs> yes. He's been fired because he decided that his thoughts obviously needed to be written into a manifesto. By the way, white males, anything Stop that you that you uh, manifestos have not worked out well for our people. No, no. <laughs> don't write a fucking manifesto. That is just if you feel the need to write a manifesto, I would say go out to the bar with some friends, have some beers, talk about your stupid ideas. Don't write them down. Yeah. Manifesto is not good. Or call it's it an essay. Good. But manifesto, <laughs> you're preloading You're preloading it with douchery right there. Yes. So this guy has decided that uh, Google is, uh, has a liberal bias and um, that uh, men, white men in particular are genetically uh, encoded to code better than anybody else um and a bunch of other really stupid, stupid things and he shit, he, yeah. he i particularly enjoy the end of the manifesto where he says i hope it's clear that i'm not saying that diversity is bad having spent 25 pages saying diversity <laughs> is bad that google or society is 100 percent fair or and that we shouldn't try to correct for existing biases again having spent 20 pages saying we shouldn't try to correct for existing biases uh yeah he basically ends it with saying hey i hope i didn't offend anyone after spending 20 pages offending everyone so you're an idiot you got fired, and unfortunately, it's not ending there. No, he's suing, and it's really stupid. And the, the one that really gets me is uh, the article at The Verge. I just want to round out with this one. The guy went and made a shirt out of the Google logo that says Gulag, and he's... Comp- oh, Jason, he did much more than that. Oh, did I miss more on that? Because Well, I just added a link this morning because I saw these all day yesterday. I live in this area. Um there are rogue installations outside of Google's Venice HQ here. Uh, they have uh, papered over bus stop signs. Uh, they have papered over... Oh, my uh, God. They have flown uh, <laughs> banners all around Google, you know, where it's uh, it's Apple, Steve Jobs, the Think Different ad, and then the Google with the CEO saying, not so much. And there's all kinds of, like, if you think different, you'll get fired around here, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, it just you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're just stupid. You didn't think you're not thinking differently. You're thinking like the idiot in charge. You're thinking like the old white men that keep trying to get rid of our health care. You're not thinking differently. You're thinking the main political thought in this country right now. How is that different? Yeah. Anyways, that's political. Sorry. Uh, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, this kid mm. was making all this money and now he's bitching about it. He's like, shut the fuck up and go away. Okay, on that note, let's move on. All right, even though we have 25 other stories in here about it. I know, yeah. If you, if you guys want to go read more, it'll all be in the show notes. I just This guy, yeah, pisses, I, I this guy don't, pisses me off. I don't even want to I talk don't want, about him. I don't want to give it any more air. I, yeah. I just don't. It's, he's an idiot. So okay. let's talk about some other idiots over at 4chan. Not oh, plenty of idiots over there. I was about to say, not that there's any lack of them. Uh, but this was a particularly good one. Uh, on one of the message boards over there, they uh, were, you know, the, the MAGA people with the little froggy, Peppy the Frog hang out at, mm-hmm. um, they decided to uh, come up with a scheme. How about we do a meme, Undocumented Immigrant Day at Starbucks, where if you come into Starbucks and you're illegal, we'll give you a free coffee. Oh, that way we can, we can get ICE involved and we can catch all the dreamers. Wow. <sighs> this what? is why we can't have nice things. Uh, what happened? Well, uh, Starbucks, Starbucks said, uh, what the hell are you guys talking about? No, don't. Nobody do this. We are not sponsoring this. Who are these idiots? Et cetera, et cetera. See, and that's the thing, though. It doesn't mean that it actually didn't work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the world we live in now. 
I know. Oh, man. Speaking of idiots, Snapchat. Mm. Yes. Down to $11.83 this morning. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah. I mean, besides the privileged white Google employees that are running around thinking they're being treated like shit, everybody else in this area that used to work for or still works for Snapchat that used to be paper millionaires are also really depressed in this area. (laughs) You know what? They're the ones that are out on paper and Google right now. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't see much saving Snapchat. It is it is falling and falling and falling and uh, no amount of uh, racist filters (laughs) to roll out (laughs) for the next uh, the next holiday is going to save them. So. Yeah. Yeah. They missed all of their uh, their earnings estimates. So poor guy. Again, I mean, I think, you know, when when they went public and even before that, when Snapchat was really just starting to gain steam and moved into the area, I think you and I both sat here and said, what is the business model? Yeah. No, what we, is we, it? we called it a long, long time ago. I, I still don't know what it is. Do you? Yeah. The business model is get a bunch of users. Then it, in the old days, it would be flip it, not go public. You know, it's yeah. like, OK, let's get a bunch of users. We don't have shit, but people want the users. But yep. and by then going, we'll sell it to somebody with lots of money. Yeah. But they yeah. did this stupid thing and went public and tried to cash out quickly, and now they, now you can't flip it, and uh, they just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. These people just don't think anymore. No. <laughs> what are you going to do? We should write a manifesto. Damn it. A grumpy old <laughs> manifesto coming soon That's to right. Ooh, nowhere near title. you. <laughs> uh, in rich bitch fight news, yes. uh, Uber is back with us because Benchmark Capital, one of the... Um, biggest investors is actually suing Travis Kalanick right and saying that he uh gross mismanagement and misconduct during his tenure and okay. he's trying to fight his way back on the board after saying no nah, I'm, I'm okay I'm going to go you know spend time with what family I have left and do his yep. thing well yeah turns out nope not so much now the shareholders are coming back at uh, the board and asking Benchmark to step down from the board so Travis can come back. This is the silliest thing. Right. I mean, there's a lot of money at stake, and these people want it all. So this is what's going to happen. This is a, uh, a, a was it a developing story is the uh, the Benchmark suit, uh, the counter suit comes back, that came back this morning. Right. Yeah. I don't care. To hell with all of them. I was so I was actually downtown in Chicago last night at the Billy Joel concert, and we were almost having to use Uber to get home. So I begrudgingly <laughs> put it back on my phone. But I gotta say, we found a cab. Nice. Yeah, it took us two miles of walking to get away from Wrigley Field, but we finally found a cab, and I was so happy to get in that really disgusting Prius that we had to. <laughs> <laughs> used to get where we were going but you know i was actually talking to a couple people recently um some friends of the show that have always been very pro uber even and just refuse to listen to any of my my social 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 and uh <laughs> political reasons not to use uber because you didn't um, write a manifesto because i didn't write a manifesto of course but what what is eventually getting them to come around to stop using uber is the fact that the quality has there's no difference between uber now and really crappy cabs it's a bunch of people that don't know how to drive it's a bunch of people that no longer have their cars clean i mean you thought it was bad when they didn't give you the free water anymore these people don't clean their cars anymore they're all disgusting they're filled with taco uh, bell they're filled with ta- i had a friend that wanted to take uber to the airport the person's trunk was full with their own personal stuff there was nowhere to put the guy the guy didn't have any room for to take his suitcase anymore wow is, they're worse than cabs now these are just people that can't get a job anywhere else 
that just drive around with their beat up piece of crap cars. Getting, so there's no hum- getting hummers in the front seat, you know. Okay, you know, everybody was like, oh, the taxi industry. Oh, boy, they had their chance. They could have cleaned up their act. Uber's no different now. In fact, they're worse. Yeah. No, anyway, it was uh, like th- rant over. Oh, yeah. It was like 35 minutes to get an Uber. And it was I knew it was just going to go up. So we just headed headed. Uh, I can't even remember what direction headed north and okay. uh, tried to go find us a, a cab. And we finally found one. And. Guy didn't speak very bad English, but man, he could drive. He got us right. where we need because that's the other thing about Uber drivers are just you know fair weather cabbies when they yep. when they can get a thing. But these cabbies who are there day in day out know the city backwards and forwards, have balls of steel, and get <laughs> you where you need to go. So that's right. Okay, now that's okay. my rant. <laughs> okay. Now remember the old podcasting patent troll suit? Yes. Apparently, thank you, it, thank you, Adam Carolla, for saving us from all of that. Yeah, can I have my money back, Adam? Please. <laughs> uh, well, personal audio is back in the news because the EFF has been fighting still to get this thing knocked down, and this week it is actually kind of over for now. But yeah, I heard something along that line. But it, it, here's the problem, though: it can still come back. That's yeah. A, they keep trying and trying and trying. They, that was the big news. It's like patent troll is. Thwart it again. No, no, he can still come back. Yep. <sighs> what are you going to do? <sighs> I just, I, I, I had to bring it up because everybody keeps asking me about it. It's like, what do you think of that patent getting knocked down? I'm like, it's not. It's still, it's, it's not. No, it's a fucking zombie patent. Yeah. Anyway, did you see this uh, Wall Street Journal article, The End of Typing? The next billion mobile users will rely on video and voice? Yeah, I would like the Wall Street Journal to come over to my house and actually try to get something done with Alexa. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, they're talking about most of this is in India. And we know how good voice recognition is on people who are not Anglo. It, yes. You know, with, with Americanized English. Just go back and watch all the funny uh, Irish Siri videos. Those are pretty good, too. Um, <laughs> the, problem, the problem I have with this in a couple of Wall Street Journal articles that we had in the show notes today, um, the Wall Street Journal gives you about 17 seconds yeah, to read their the pay, article. Their, yes, their whole pay thing, if you're not subscribed, or especially if you have an ad blocker on, is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, so uh, we're yeah. not going to cover this article, because I can't get back to it to uh, do my notes on it this morning, so well, sorry, well, we basically <laughs> We basically just covered it anyways, which yeah. is, it's, it's an overly optimistic article about something that is probably 15 to 20 years off still. Uh, no way. The next generation, my, my son will still be typing. Uh, the unless the voice stuff moves geometrically, I mean, unbelievably, it's just not there yet. It's just not. I, I don't see this happening. No, I mean, no. I, actually, you know what? Maybe I do because what I've also discovered is people don't give a fuck. I know a bunch of people that use a uh, Siri to send their text messages. Oh, I can't God. understand half the goddamn text messages I get. It's always like peanut butter with the store to the XY. And then I have to like write them back and go, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, sorry, I use Siri. Well, stop it. You see what's going out. Yeah. You Knock can, it off. You can actually check it and not try and make us feel like we're having a stroke reading your text. Yeah. So uh, maybe I'm reversing that. It's just nobody will actually communicate with each other anymore. We're just going to send gibberish. It's pretty close to that already. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, the first uh, Tesla solar roof is out. Looks pretty yep, good. Look, looks just like a regular roof. Yeah, except it's solar. Except it's solar. So, yeah, very well done. Very nice looking. 
If I uh, if I owned a freestanding home, I would definitely be interested in getting one of these. Someday, someday. I, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> you're going to move to Toronto and be a slumlord, so. I Most likely. I think that's, that's, I think that's, that's the, the, the career path that you have set upon. It's a, yeah, yeah, it seems to be a good one. Growing industry, Jason. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's true. It actually <laughs> is. <laughs> oh, there's some more news in the Boring Company. They're actually, yes. uh, they're, they're pushing ahead. I got to give them credit for that. Well, Elon doesn't remember, slow down. Some anonymous person in the government gave him a verbal okay. That's... So <laughs> let's go for it. Yeah. And if I if I were him right now with this particular government, or frankly, any government, I'd be like, okay, somebody said yes. We're just going to do it. That's all you got to do. Hey, man, look at Uber. Look at what they've accomplished. And everybody said no. So look, if they've got all... one person that said yes, boom, Bob's your uncle. Let's be honest. All these, all these economy 2.0 companies basically go ahead and do it even when people say no. So you've got somebody saying yes. Might as well. Go for it, Musk. Kick ass. Yep. Hyper on, bro. Hyper on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we've talked a little bit about cryptocurrency and how ne- neither of us are really that uh, up to speed on it. Yeah. I did set up a, a GDAX account this week, and I, I am going to start investing a little bit, a little tiny bit. I don't even know what that means, but good for you. It's a, basically a front end to Coinbase, which is another way to trade Bitcoin and Ethereum and all the other okay. ones. Uh, but right. so you're going to put all those uh, Twitter earnings that you're making in? I haven't even looked to see if I'm up <laughs> any sense today. You're not. Uh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a new smart cryptocurrency possibly coming out called Lust. Okay. It's basically so you can buy and sell uh, Nookie. Couldn't you just do that with regular Bitcoin and money and stuff? Uh, well, this is based on Ethereum, so it uses smart contracts. Okay. Yeah, we'll see if it's anything. The I do like the fact that Boing Boing, where I found the article, does say that in the, uh, uh, they call it crypto snake oil in the HTML file name, which it probably is. Right. And uh, Bitcoin is definitely still going up and up and up and up. Until it not to. I'm waiting for the next <laughs> like crash and burn before I buy. That's you know I'm, I got my accounts all set up, everything's ready to go, but I, I I'm, I'm waiting for a dip. Once there's a dip, then I'll I'll jump in for a little bit. Right. But I'm just dipping the toe, as it were. Gotcha. I I am uh I think I'm staying out of it. Brian, you buy a lot of stuff off Amazon, don't you? Oh, man, there was a stack of boxes taller than my wife that my wife ordered that showed up yesterday. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Yep. Uh, Have you seen all of these uh, basically secret brands that Amazon has been doing business under? Uh, I yes, I've been aware of this for some time, which is also why I was like, you do real when we talked about the Sears uh, trying to revitalize themselves by taking all their stuff and trying and making the deal with Amazon. I'm like, it's only a matter of time until they have their own secret washer brand. So yeah, yeah, I, I, this is no surprise. I mean, uh, it's a smart business move on their part because it, it gets in the people that are even a little bit cagey and going, Amazon's taking over the world. At least I'll buy some other brand. I won't get theirs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I really like the Amazon Basics brand. And I got some t-shirts in this week from another brand that I found out was one of these secret brands, Good Threads. Because mm-hmm. these, uh, I, I usually get Hanes Beefy Tees and I buy them in a 10-pack. Wear mm-hmm. them out, throw them away, because I'm, you know me in fashion. I It's utilitarian. So I'm like, I was checking out uh, some different brands, and Good Threads came up to be one of them. And it, they're not Good Threads. They're bad threads. Very, very bad threads. 
So yeah, a lot of their stuff is a bit on the cheaper side. I'm also concerned. I mean, Amazon needs to tread a bit carefully here because we just talked about the you know the lar- in the EU suing Google for p- Google putting their own stuff up front uh, on searches for shopping. Uh, what was it? One point two billion euro fine or something like that. The biggest yeah. fine ever, ever. And Amazon uh, does this themselves. If you go to Amazon and you search on Amazon, their own brands and their secret brands are probably going to be coming up first. Um, Hello, uh, antitrust. Know. Yeah, Hello, exactly. Hello, monopoly. Be- yep. So I'm, you know, just just letting you know, Bezos. Just, just you know, she, she might want to chill. Well, that's why he's been buffing up because he's got to fight off, you know, the regulators. Regulators. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean that's definitely going on now. Facebook. I'm very confused by the news reports on this. Okay. Facebook has basically been kicked out of China. Yeah, we can't, you're not allowed to have Facebook in China because that's bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, fa- now Facebook has launched a moments knockoff. So you can basically get into Facebook, or at least the photos and some other stuff, inside China without branding, but with the state approval. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but some of the. News coming out about this is like Facebook snuck into China and gave it to them. But the real story seems to be, no, Facebook worked with China to get in there because they didn't want to miss out on any business opportunity. So what they really did is kind of give into censorship and collaborated with China. Which is it? Uh, I believe it's probably (laughs) the fact that they gave into censorship and worked with China to make some money. Me too. So why all these stupid articles that seem to come from the viewpoint of, yeah, Facebook sticking it to the China man. Uh, because they wanted you to click on that and then talk about it on our show, which okay, we which, solved it. Yeah, All right. <laughs> there you go. Which you did, and they win. So no, to be fair, I actually picked the article that says uh, they gave in and collaborated, but I just threw in one of the articles to show how the other headlines worked. Yeah, and that's from so, Quartz, who are usually pretty good on the headline things. That's why I picked that one. Yeah, I was like, I was, even Quartz did a bad job with this. Uh, slow, slow uh, journalist day. I guess so. <laughs> the B team was in. <laughs> Speaking of Facebook. Have you seen the new watch uh, tab yet? Did you get this on your app? I haven't gotten it uh, yet. I have not gotten it yet. And when I saw you put this in there, I'm like, oh, God. Now Jason's got two watches, an no. Apple watch and a Facebook watch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, the Facebook watch just, t- just sends me pictures of myself and what I should be doing later that day. <laughs> um, no, this is a new platform for shows on Facebook. And I love this. We'll be introducing watch to a limited group of people in the U.S., Mm-hmm. And uh, plan to bring the experience to more people soon. Yes, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Similarly, yep, we'll yep. be opening up, opening up shows to a limited group of creators and plan to roll this out soon. But mm-hmm. they go yep. on to say, shows are made up of episodes, live or recorded, and follow a theme or storyline. Like we didn't know what the fucking word show meant. Words are made up of letters. And then they are put together in an order that makes some sort of sense, unless you try to, you know, use Siri to send a text message. Yes. So... Yeah. Uh, it's rolling out. We'll see. They've got, I know Mike Rose got a show on that and they're going to have more shows, more live, more, you know, I, more shit to watch when you don't have time to do it because you're working too goddamn long because your paycheck keeps getting cut. And now I got to sit here and watch some more shit on Facebook. I'm not going to watch anything on Facebook. I, I realize I'm old and it's all get off my lawn, but screw that. I, I'm sorry. I don't, I just don't watch shit on my computer. I watch it on my TV. That's it. But they are rolling it out to their Facebook app, which is on your TV at some yeah, not point. Not on my TV, damn it. <laughs> not, not on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch. No. 
And going back to news, uh, The Guardian, which, all right, is a UK newspaper. But anyways, four UK news sources are among the top 10 most trusted in the US, which is, I'm not surprised by this. The Economist is the most trusted news source, Reuters being third, the BBC fourth, and The Guardian seventh. Those are the four British British news sources. Uh, this is a study done by the University of Missouri's Reynolds Journalism Institute. Least trustworthy sources of news included Breitbart, BuzzFeed, and social media. Yeah. Donald Trump, as an individual, is rated the least, <laughs> the fifth least trustworthy source of news. Wow. <laughs> and just to level the playing field, Occupy Democrats, which is a bizarre left-wing attempt to being Breitbart, uh, is the last uh, the least most trustworthy news source in the world. And they should be because they send out horrible memes that are completely disconnected from reality. So I, It's interesting, though, that BuzzFeed is at the end now because they've done so much work to bring their news organization back up to snuff. We were- I was hoping you were going to mention that because actually BuzzFeed has done some serious real journalism recently. So I'm a little I, I mean, I guess if as a brand if you're going to run real journalism against listicle after listicle after listicle about the kardashians that's going to hurt your credibility I they suppose. really should have spun it out to a new yes they should to, have to a new yeah you know fuzzbead yeah. or something like that <laughs> yeah that's not bad i should go get that domain <laughs> mm-hmm. soundcloud back in the news they sort just of. well they got a series f funding round series as f. in we're fucked yes that's it that's it <laughs> yes uh, for $169.5 million. Now, they had yep. enough runway to get through Q or get to Q4, which is, you know, mm-hmm. coming up really quick here. And yep. they've fired 173 employees, um, yep. 40% of the staff, blah, blah, blah. We talked about this already about how they're on death's doorstep. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, this new round brings in a good cash infusion, kills, like, that doesn't kill, but uh, knocks out the CEO. He gets to stay on yep. the board. And this is like going to, Put the company in a position to start selling everything and fire sale it off. Yay. Which uh, I've been telling podcasters for a long time, get off of SoundCloud. A lot of them yeah. haven't listened. So, yeah, guys, uh, if you if you see the writing on the wall, go to Libsyn.com. And if you use the coupon code GOG, you can get a free month after th- after three. That's right. Since everybody's podcasting now. Mm-hmm. Get on it. Get off SoundCloud. Everybody should be off SoundCloud by now. What the hell, people? Seriously. Ups and doodads. My Fitbit Aria, the $100 Wi-Fi-enabled scale that tracked my weight, is now RIP. Oh, dear. Deader than a doornail. I've been trying to figure mm-hmm. out why I couldn't get this thing to connect to the Wi-Fi for a couple months now, and then finally went and did a little bit more research. Uh, turns out it only works on older uh, Wi-Fi spectrum. And ah. so with all of my new modern Wi-Fi gear, it could not connect. And I didn't want to make another, you know, another network off of it just for a scale because that, you know. You could probably, uh, you know, pick up an old Wi-Fi Chinese router. I got one, <laughs> as we know, <laughs> but I didn't want to plug it in because I'm out of ports. If Honestly, if I had a port for it, I would have plugged the damn thing in just to be done with it. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, and you can't seem to use the thing like a scale without going through all the setup in the Wi-Fi rigmarole. So I said, fuck it. I went to Target and I bought a $20 scale and a $3 notebook. Done. Do you feel like <laughs> you're missing out in life, not no longer having a Wi-Fi connected scale? Uh, up until I got rid of my Fitbit, I would. I actually would. I, I could tell you that I really would, but now no. Because no, okay. since Fitbit's dying and nobody's using it that much anymore, it's like, ah, you know what? I might as well join the 
join the sinking ship bandwagon and right. uh, look for a lifeboat. So, yeah, I bought a $20 scale, and I got one that didn't even do that stupid BMI crap. Yeah. Well, I, BMI crap isn't stupid. It's just... It does, none doesn't these, work. It's stupid on None the, of these really cheap items can actually measure them properly. That's you have what to, I like, mean. Go, you have to go, like, float yourself in an isolation tank. Yeah. And, either do, <laughs> yeah, either get out the calipers, which is still not that great, or, yeah, do one of the, you know... So when you buy tanks. yourself your, your home tank system, Jason, which you yeah. eventually will, of course. and it will be Wi-Fi connected, of course, and uh-huh. your power goes down, and you need to charge it, okay. I've got an item for you. All right. Now, this item is basically invented for campers, but because you have your insane need to always be connected and you might run out of power, I thought you might want to pick up the BioLite camp stove. It's only $79, and with actual fire, you could recharge your phone. Fire, good! All you have to do is find some wood around the ground, toss it into the stove, light them on fire with the push of a button, and that will create enough energy that then you can plug in through a USB port anything that you'd like to charge via the heat of the flames. Wow. It actually works, apparently. Full circle. <laughs> or it really kind of... How cool is this, actually? It's, it's it basically, it works as a camp stove. It can boil a liter of water in under five minutes. It weighs about two pounds. It's about the size of a large water bottle. And you can charge your shit with uh, fire. <laughs> you know, honestly, if I if I get down to the fact where I need to charge my phone with fire, I could actually just throw the phone into the fire and kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah. This is pretty cool, though. You know, if I had an extra it, it is pretty $79, cool. I'd buy one and throw it in the in the bug out bag. I'd like to recommend this as a, as parting uh, parting prizes for uh, maybe Snapchat could buy this for the employees that they're about to get rid of. Uh, SoundCloud could get this for the oh, employees yeah. that they're about to get rid of because they'll probably be living on the beach here in Venice pretty soon, and this could be handy. I was going to say you should, uh, you know, you should go into the driftwood business, and you can roll you know, on your <laughs> bike ride. You can just sell bundles of driftwood to yeah. all of the ex Snapchatters and uh, who are who are out with their little camping stoves. My phone's dying, and I have to finish my story. <laughs> oh man, we could make a good episode of Black Mirror with those things. <laughs> oh, uh, I I I hate to say this, Brian, but I funded a Kickstarter this week. What the fuck is wrong with you? Do you not listen to the show? <laughs> I know it's like I was. It's like I have never been here before. This one's called the Tri Lens, and the reason. Oh, and it's got six hundred and sixty-six backers right now. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a Satan lens. Wants it's a, a lens tripod thing. lens. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So I, when I'm out with my camera, it's always a pain in the ass to change lenses. These guys figured out a really cool way to have all your lenses on your hip that you can flip through without having to pull in your, go in your bag and, you know, do the shuffle. I just, for years, this has always been a problem. And, and Wendy Marvel, friend of the show, and I used to drink heavily at Finn's and try and sketch out ideas that would solve this problem. And these guys did it. Now, the reason that I funded it is not just because it's cool, but they've already done this in Europe. And they've built them and they've delivered them. So I know it works. This is the first time they've done it in the U.S. for shipping here. Silly question then. Why would they need a Kickstarter? Why not just a store? I don't really know because probably they had such good luck on Kickstarter. (laughs) Um, I mean, they it's fine. They their goal was twenty three thousand four hundred and four dollars, which, you know is probably an odd number because it's coming in in the Swedish currency, whatever that is. But right. um, they're 86,759 now. And I the first round sold out in like six minutes. So I got on, I had to get on the second round. I'm looking forward to it. It's a cool little device. All righty. I know you're not a photographer. <laughs> nope. 
I have no interest in this whatsoever. I my only curiosity again is finished product that they've decided to go ahead and do a Kickstarter. Yeah, I think I mean it's one of those things where you probably just need the money to bootstrap manufacturing to pay for the raw materials to get it out the door. I mean, okay, it's easier than getting a loan. Honestly, I suppose. <laughs> uh, Chinese military has a new addiction. Okay. This is great. This is great. And it's causing national security problems, they say. This comes from Business Insider. So, you know, I didn't see where they were on the trust scale. So, you know, caveat emptor right. on this one. A game out in China called Honor of Kings has most, okay. has a bunch of their soldiers basically addicted, which is great. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's a Chinese game. They made it. Awesome. And uh, it it is so good that their military is, uh, they'd rather sit in the barracks all day and play with uh, their phones than actually go out and shoot people. I like this approach to war. I think Me we should, too. I think we should, you know, start sending over some Android phones to North Korea and we can, uh, we can solve this may whole the, problem. May the best gamer win. Leave <laughs> it at that. Yeah. Uh, and Google. We got some more Google news. Speaking of photography, okay. I should have put these in the, in the wrong order here. Uh, Google's new algorithm perfects photos before you even take them. Okay. Uh, misleading headline, uh, <laughs> mostly for the most part. It's uh, it's some real-time image processing. And uh, if you feed... Oh, this, I'll, I'll tell you about the, this in a second. But it's real-time image processing that will do a lot of detection on your photo and try and, and show you what it's like before you press the button to take it. Okay. Uh, so what they're doing is they're enhancing the photo in screen... So after you take the photo, it's going to show you what it looks like after it runs all the filters on the photo. It's doing so. It's doing some in, like the the way it's doing the pre processing is pretty interesting. I got to okay. get at that. But it says uh, if you feed the neural network your edited photos, it eventually could learn to reproduce your personal photographic style. And I'm like, who the fuck's going to have a personal photographic style? The goddamn n- neural nets and AIs are taking over for everybody. Nobody's going to have an opinion or a photographic style anymore, so it's just ridiculous. But, hey, man, okay. if, if it's going to make your Instagram photos look better, <clears throat> rock on. Isn't that what people's personal style is these days? Which filter they decide to use? Pretty much, yeah. Nobody's... Okay. It's, it's, it's an amateur world. No, There's no professionals left that are going to, you know, forget it. Yeah. Okay. Rant over. Yeah, photography makes me cry. I'm sorry. I, I spent a long time becoming a professional photographer, only to never use it. Yes. Well, that how, how do you imagine most musicians feel? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, here's something that's cool. Michelin's 3D printed tire. Did you take a look at this? Oh, over yeah. Oh, Gadget? hell yeah. I watched how the video this morning. I that? want it. I want it now. It's a new concept tire, dubbed the Vision. Um, it is badass. It's a blue web... St- I mean, it looks like... Uh, well... It looks like Blacklight uh, Spider-Man just destroyed a room and made a tire. It's pretty awesome. Uh, instead of a typical black tire, it's this blue web structure. Looks and feels awesome. There is no actual um, outer versus inner. Not there's no tube like there is now in our in our current. It's so not a here. series of tubes. It's not a series of tubes. It is a, 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 th- a full 3D printed in and of itself thing. It is badass, and it supposedly uses you know. Uh, recycled materials and all this other sort of stuff and you would be able to just like pull into a gas station and and have it like fixed uh instead of replacing an entire tire it could just fix itself in certain areas it, it is badass this thing is cool as hell looking yeah i yeah. can't wait for the i can't wait for the future when none of us can afford this because there's no jobs <laughs> no they said 10 to 20 years 
But it is cool because, yeah, you basically pull into the station and it pops off the tire and 3D prints you new treads based yeah. on where you're going, which is the yeah. best part. Yeah, that's the coolest part. I mean, you don't think about it here living in L.A., but uh, yeah, it's basically as soon as it starts to rain or snow, you just boop, boop. Okay, now my tires are ready for that. Well, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to Big Bear this weekend. Let's go ahead and retread and head on up the mountain. Then when you get home, you're like, ah, I'm I'm back in Santa Monica, so give me, uh, you know, douche tires give, and we're good to go. Yeah, give me the uh, spy versus spy tires so I can take out all the pre-eye that are trying to kill me. Media Candy. Disney is breaking up with Netflix. Aw, poor babies. <sighs> now, we talked before about how Quartz had a bad headline. Now they've got a great headline. Mm-hmm. Disney is just beginning its conscious uncoupling from Netflix. Uh-huh. Big points for the headline. <laughs> That's uh, very clever. I like the headline a lot. Uh, I don't like the precedent. This is bad. This is bad for consumers. This is exactly what we didn't want to happen. Um, this is horrible. We're we're all, we're going from having one cable bill that was a hundred dollars and going, hey, this is bullcrap. We don't want to pay a hundred dollars for all these channels that we don't have. To now we're going to pay two hundred and fifty dollars because we're going to have to subscribe to absolutely every single thing independently. Well, I mean, you, here's the thing: we bitched already about monopolies. This is just what happens when we break up the monopolies. You, you have to you have to take the good with the bad. You take them both, and there you have. Well, what am I going to have to pay for to be able to watch Facts of Life? I don't know. I, I, I'm imagining that's your Hulu subscription because they've got the yeah. old TV. <clears throat> well, when this was announced, both Disney and Netflix stock went down. But uh, and this is still not going to happen until 2019. Is uh, they've got to deal with Netflix until then. Yep. Uh, that will give them, you know, two years to basically build their own streaming service, which I'm sure they probably already have in place and shouldn't be too difficult. They, for them they, there was a purchase. Disney. Yeah, there was so, a big purchase yeah. this week of some streaming technology that they're. <laughs> trying to do and the thing about disney is they own so many brands like abc and mm-hmm. uh espn and star Pixar. wars yeah all this stuff it <laughs> makes sense for them to have their own streaming service now what would be annoying is if they if you just can't buy the disney streaming service and get all their properties you know what they're going to do they're going to sell break you up all the properties yep you can yep. you're going to have to have your here's your star wars subscription service here's your you know finding yep. nemo subscription <laughs> service or whatever but yeah no, I mean, this is kind of exactly my point and my problem with this mm-hmm. is it's now the robber baron mentality has moved from the cable companies to the content companies. So it, it is going to be ridiculous. I'm sure it is. And I'm going to get like my wallet is going to take the biggest hit on this because I've got a kid. Oh, well, you're, I mean, that's what happens oh. anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Luckily, I've got that Cody box I haven't installed yet. <laughs> yeah. Don't lose that backpack, dude. <laughs> seriously yeah <clears throat> well netflix may have lost disney but they have picked up david letterman and his fantastic beard he's returning to netflix with a new interview series and they also announced that the cohen brothers are going to do a western anthology series um it's going to be called the ballad of buster scruggs it will star tim blake nelson who was also an O brother where art thou as buster and uh there's going to be at least six to start mm-hmm. each chapter will feature a distinct story about the american west so we'll see how that goes uh, I do like their statement that they made about, uh, you know, joining Netflix because, you know, they basically just made movies. Um, they said, we are streaming motherfuckers. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, unlike Chris Nolan, who is not yes. all of his ranting. But uh, you know what? The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, damn fine Western name, I got to say. 
It is a good Western name, and I'm a big fan of the Coen brothers. Um, not everything is is an A plus for me, but enough is that I'm definitely in on this, even though I don't care for westerns. Yep. Did you like the new Deadpool movie? There's a new one. Uh, there was only one. Okay. Well, I, that's that was like that's old enough that I've seen it, Jason. So it can't be new. <laughs> well, uh, uh, did you I, like I it? liked it. I liked it enough to get over my my disinterest in Ryan Reynolds. That's, I thought it was clever. That's so. what I was wondering about because I know yeah. you have a you have a distaste for him and Matt Damon. If uh, yes. memory serves. Anyway, the director Tim Miller unfortunately has been uh, hooked up to adapt Neuromancer for Fox. Oh joy! Look, guys, let Neuromancer go. It's over. It's you know you had your time. It's not going to happen. And if it does happen, it's like it's like uh, Snow Crash. Everybody keeps trying to make Snow Crash, but look, the time is gone. We that was science no, fiction then. Now it's science past. Forget it. I disagree with that a hundred percent. I don't think it's the time is gone. I think that you can't do it justice. It's not going to be good. It's going to be the Dark Tower. Crappy, crappy, crappy. Mm. And uh, yeah, even if you were wondering, uh, Tim Miller is also working right now on the adaptation of Daniel Suarez's novel Influx. Uh, which one was that? Is that one we liked, or is that when he got crappy? It's it was the one where I kind of liked it, but then you at the end were like, "Oh Jesus, the professor gets the hot intern again." Fuck this book. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that was that was his fourth book that came after. Uh, yeah, it was his fourth book, I believe. I, it was okay. It was better than the third, which was you know that roll of toilet paper in the other room is better than the third. But right. Sorry, Daniel. I I loved your first two books, but <laughs> not good. Uh, you. I also love Lemmy. I was a Motorhead fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lorna Steele, who is the uh, basically the curator of the National History Museum over there in uh, in the UK, has named a uh, was a 19 foot crocodile that used to live about 145 million years ago after Lemmy. All right, nice. I haven't seen anybody uh, actually try and pronounce this who hasn't butchered it, because it could be called the Lemmy Succus or the Lemmy Suchus. <laughs> There's there are many ways to pronounce this, I believe, but it's just the translation is Lemmy's crocodile. It is what Lemmy did to Jack Daniels at the Rainbow Room. Okay. Lemmy suck us. <laughs> ah, sticking with music, uh, there's an article over at Open Culture. Uh, Brian Eno, producer extraordinaire, ex Roxy Music, has produced everybody Coldplay, U2, uh, just the list goes on and on and on. Uh, interesting article. It's a short read. It's Brian Eno. It's about losing the loss of humanity in modern music. Uh, it's about basically everything is uh, in pop music is so perfect and fixed and you've got to let mistakes happen. And I love it. It's a good little article. It is. I agree with it a hundred percent. All right. I'll have it. Uh, the, if you've got a spare six hours, the latest hardcore history is dropped from oh, Dan yeah. Carlin. You and I both love it. This one is the Celtic Holocaust. I have gotten exactly five minutes into it, <laughs> so uh, over the next eight months of my life, I will probably finally finish the next the six hours. So, nice. anyways, I'm sure you've probably finished it already because you're crazy that way. No, we'll talk about why I haven't finished it in the next segment at uh, at the library. But uh, like, it's I I've listened to about the first <clears throat> twenty minutes of it, and uh, that's the problem. I know if I go any farther than that, I'm going to be on the hook for the next you know four hours right. because I listened at one and a half. Right. And I want to do a bit of a podcast roundup because I realized we hadn't talked about them for uh, quite a while. And unlike us, other podcasts actually take do seasons and take time off. So some of them are back. So I thought we'd 
quickly talk about some of the stuff I'm listening to and you as well. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History is back um, for its second season. It's a great season so far. Now, I I hear and agree with almost all of the criticisms about Gladwell's books. Mm-hmm. I don't think they apply to his podcast. I think this is what he was made to do. He goes back and he finds specific tiny little things about history where everybody kind of thinks that they know the story and he goes through it and finds out that we actually don't know the story at all. So there's no, you know, crazy theories that people could disagree with about this. This is straight up facts, investigative journalism, and it's really good. I think this is what he was made to do. And it goes all over the place. I mean, we're talking stories about the civil rights era uh, and this one particular photo that was taken and how the impression of the photo was allowed to go ahead and take over, even though that's not what really was happening in the photo, to this last episode, which was absolutely fantastic, an entire episode dedicated to the 1990 change of McDonald's fries <laughs> and and how they became horrible. I have to say, I, I loved the fries episode. I thought it was Wasn't great. it fantastic? <laughs> yeah. He was so, like, heart... It was so heartfelt about how he, McDonald's had destroyed his life by get, by changing the fry recipe. I, I'm on his side, man. I'm on, I'm on Team Malcolm on this one. I am as well. So, um, ask me another... It never really went away. It's still coming along, but this has become an unlistenable podcast for me. Mm. I don't know why. It just feels dumber than it used to be. Um, It's way too pop culture. I can't even uh, comprehend how this is on NPR still. It feels like if BuzzFeed was doing podcasts, this is where it should be. Uh, I think the final straw for me was a recent episode where they had a social media director from a fashion startup uh, playing against and throwing shade at a social media director from BuzzFeed. (laughs) <laughs> during a series of hard-hitting questions about the Kardashians. Yeah, shoot that me was in the fucking me. face. <laughs> exactly. This used to be a, an enjoyable, not never quite as witty as like, wait, wait, don't tell me, or says you, but an enjoyable pop culture romp that stayed on the NPR alerted area of the spectrum. It isn't anymore, and I can't stand it. Um, Hidden Brain, another NPR podcast, has come back as well. Uh, they are doing a U2.0 series, which has been excellent so far this is all about uh improving yourself and and how we can do different things the latest episode embrace the chaos was absolutely fantastic i really enjoyed it uh can't recommend it enough so fantastic podcast and those are the three that uh, i want to talk about so moving on all right well i threw three in here as well because i am allergic to npr podcasts even though (laughs) apparently a lot of the people who write in think that i'm an npr fanboy. i am not uh ear hustle is a new show that came out of a contest at Radiotopia, and it goes inside San Quentin. And okay. one of the hosts is an actual inmate, and another, the other host is the uh, the producer is actually outside and works with inmates. Awesome show, I gotta say. Okay. <laughs> Highly recommended. And it's just, it's crazy to hear, like, just the stories from the guys who are still on the inside and some who are not getting out and... Just how it works. It's it's a fascinating look at how prison works. Someplace I never, ever, ever want to go. Do they do an episode about how somebody who's actually in prison should is being allowed to do a podcast? Because that's something I'd like to know about prison. It's, it's a minimum security setup, and they're still. trying to rehabilitate them. Yeah, still. Well, ask them. They, they actually, they take postcards, so send them a postcard. I will send a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the next up, a new one I found called We Hate Movies. I think I got this from a friend of the show, Chen, or maybe not. I don't know. Four guys talk about movies, and they are hilarious. So, Because I was getting kind of tired of the Flophouse, who's three guys who do that, but uh, 
they're professional. Those guys are professional comedy writers, like from mm-hmm. the Daily Show and shit. Uh, these guys, I don't know who they are, but they're really funny and they do some funny movies. I was just listening to Free Jack yesterday in the car and I was cracking up. And uh, my last one is called IRL. This is a podcast that my uh, friend Veronica Belmont does for Mozilla. And it's a highly produced podcast, but it's it's really cool. It's about tech and uh, society. So cool. check that out. And uh, those are that's my quick roundup. At the library. Now, Brian, I'm going to start out this episode of At the Library with what the flying fuck are you doing, Audible? I thought you'd love this. I logged in last week to go pick up some new books because uh, the next book I'll talk about was out. And uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I put a, I put the graphic here in the show notes, Brian, so you could see it mm-hmm. because you yeah. would. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I think you're pretending that you don't like this. Audible I, for I, dogs. Caesar Malone totally, shares how audiobooks. So, shut up. Let me finish. <laughs> I know what you're I think do. if I if I hacked into your account, I would see that you have bought like ten books already. No, I have not. But here, Caesar mm-hmm. Milan shares how audiobooks make dogs happier and calmer. Um, there's an introductory video which is linked in the show notes, and there is a free fifty minute book that you can download if you're an Audible subscriber, where Caesar talks about. Uh, why dogs like audiobooks. I cannot bring myself to spend 50 minutes to listen to this because... Um, liar, liar, liar. Fuck you. I'm not a liar. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> this is bullshit. This is snake oil. This is just ridiculously stupid. I, yep. I, like, I have audiobooks playing in the house all the time. Bam Bam couldn't give two shits about it. She doesn't care. It doesn't make her happier or make her calmer. She's ambivalent because she's a dog and she doesn't care. She's just like, would you turn that shit off so I can nap? This is so <laughs> stupid. I cannot mm-hmm. believe that Audible let this thing go through. You snigger all you want, but it's it's. I think it's bullshit. Okay. I agree. Yeah. I 100% think it's bullshit. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I can still hear the shit-eating grin in your voice, so <laughs> I guess I... it doesn't matter. What? I just say you probably subscribed, that's all. And I didn't, so fuck off. Okay. Let's move on. I didn't didn't bring it up, you did. (sighs) See what I have to deal with, people? Anyway, Bobaverse Book 3 is out. Yes, it is. Have you started reading it yet? I started reading it last night, yeah. Excellent. Okay, well, we'll talk about the the ins and outs next week. But there was a a glitch in the matrix for this one, because... When they uploaded this one to audible.com, they for, they like left off the last 14 chapters. So Oopsies. there's like there's a very tense moment in the book where my audio just stopped and it was over. And I'm like, well, that's one fucking hell of a cliffhanger. <laughs> and immediately <laughs> went to Twitter, found the author's Twitter account because I was just going to, you know, he was going to he was going to get an earful for me. And uh, he had already put up a status that Audible had fixed it, so I just had to go re-download it and could finish the book. But yeah, I went through that. It came out at midnight, and by noon the next day I was done with it because I love that book so much. Right. Okay, well, I read a new book. Uh, I read a book called Afterlife by Marcus Sake. Now, we, I, I was a big fan of his Brilliance trilogy, which has already uh, we discussed on the show, and I got you into it. You enjoyed it as well, if I remember correctly. I did. So I did that, enjoy it very well. Yes. Yeah, that was it. Was good near 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 time science fiction where people all of a sudden got these special abilities and how that all went on, and it was really great. Uh, Afterlife, not so much. 
And why yeah. is that? I, I am not a fan of this book at all. And uh, I think last week uh, in this very section, I was doing a big rant about the difference between a novel and people who are now just writing for screenplays, basically. Um, people that are whose books read as they are movies instead of as books. This is a prime example. Uh, in fact, I personally think that this was written as a script, not as a novel, um, because it was only published a month ago. Uh, and it's already soon to be a major motion picture from Imagine Entertainment and producers Ron Howard and Brian Grazer. Mm-hmm. So this was not written as a book. This was written as a, hey, we really like your books. Let's do something that would be a good movie. And it sucks. This is a horrible, horrible book. Um, I don't get it at all. I don't think it's going to make a good movie either. I'm not going to step on it if anybody actually wants to read it. Uh, the basic concept being, what if we didn't really die? Or if when we died, we just went to a world that was one step over, but still kind of near the real world. But then all of a sudden, there are these great people that can like gain power, and you can move back and forth if you're the hot guy or the hot girl that are the main characters. Everybody else just kind of sits around, and they're just there because you know they're not the main characters, and it's a movie, so we can only have a couple main characters, mm -hmm. even though this is a fucking book. And also, because it's a movie, we don't have to explain anything. Even though if it were a fucking book, we'd be explaining things. Oh, here it is. You, you, you got this hang up on people not explaining things anymore. I think maybe that's it. <laughs> I know. Maybe they explain things in those dog books. Now, here's the deal. And this is why I couldn't believe you bought it. Because here, here's, here's what it says on the page. Between life and death lies an epic war, a relentless manhunt through two worlds, and an unforgettable love story. I, I don't have a problem with love stories. Love stories, uh, love stories can be part of any book. I'm okay with that. There's not, there has not been one book with a love story in this entire, in the t entire four and a half years we've been doing this, where you did not shit on it and go, that guy is totally not right for her. I, I don't <laughs> mention love stories when they work. I only point them out when it's the professor and the hot intern, which is almost every goddamn sci-fi book. I was going to say that's that's <laughs> all you read, so you should know better. And <laughs> you know this yeah. guy writes sci-fi. Anyways, the Brilliance Trilogy was absolutely fantastic. This is just, this is just, this is not a book. This is a screenplay, and it's a screenplay for a bad sci-fi movie. All right, well, then I'll save my time. Uh, my next up here is Walk Away by Cory Doctorow. Yes. Uh, I bought this a long time ago when it first came out, a long time ago, a couple of months ago when it first came out, and uh, ended up going back and buying the audiobook. Now, the only way you can buy the audiobook is from Cory's site. And it yes. comes in a bunch of MP3 files, which yes. are terribly labeled, and when you import them, are completely out of order. Thank you for right. that, Corey. And uh, unfortunately, there are lots of it that are read by Will Wheaton. I am over <laughs> nerd books read by Will Wheaton. I cannot tell that, which book I'm listening to anymore. That is his bread and butter. I, I'm just like, oh, God, here comes Will again. Uh, I mean, he's good at his job, but you need to give me a break, dude, because if every book is read by you, I can't tell which book I'm reading anymore. Change it up. But uh, yeah, I'm like halfway through this book and I don't know if I'm going to make it through the other half. It's a coin toss at this point. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry, Corey, but uh, this is like, this is boing boing, you know, fan porn at this point. Security? Ha! And we're back with security, ha, huh? sans David Bittner. We gave him an extra week to go off and do his homework because mm -hmm. we have a lot to discuss next yes, week. 
Uh, I do want to do a little follow up on uh, what we talked about with the HBO hack. And yes. you and I both agreed, Brian, that uh, would have absolutely no effect on HBO if that yep. episode got leaked. And we were correct. Shocking. We're yep. right. I can't believe it. Oh, I know. It's, it's almost like we're <laughs> right. Uh, 10.2 million viewers uh, viewed the episode that was leaked. And yep. my God, was it a good episode? It was a great episode, and of course, I mean, Game of Thrones is one of these, probably one of the last event shows that is still going on. Uh, didn't matter that it was leaked ahead of time. Everybody has their plans on Sunday. People throw parties. Everybody goes and watches it together, and as I discussed at the time, anybody that's stealing it was stealing it already. So, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the way it goes. And, I mean, I, I, honestly, it's just, I wanted to see it full res on the big screen there, and I did. And yes, it it's, a, it's 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 you know to go because we're old. It's must see TV to go <laughs> back to TV. you know the 1990s thing. It is it's the last of its kind. I really think it is. I can't think of another show that has this kind of cultural impact that that people just want to watch in real time, uh, you know, and and, and just do it that way. And that's the way it is. It, it, I don't think. I think if, you know, people would be upset if they dropped the entire season of Game of Thrones at the same time for the last season. People would be pissed off. This is the way we want to do it. It's worth it. It's like MASH with dragons. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ukrainian authorities have arrested a 51-year-old man for distributing Nyetnya, which is also Mm -hmm. known as Not Petya. Not Nyet. Yeah. (laughs) Not Petya. And this is a very complicated story because... This guy is just kind of a, he's a tinkerer. He's a, he, he did not make NotPetya, but right. he's researching it and trying to figure some things out. And unfortunately, he released a little bit of it on his uh, social media feeds, mm-hmm. which then infected about 400 computers, uh, which is very bad. So, yeah. he, so he, you know. He's kind of an idiot, but he, I don't think he meant to harm anybody. I particularly enjoy the picture, thank you, for the link that you decided to choose, which <laughs> yes. involves him uh, sitting topless in front of his computer uh, uh, with but his moves. Da- but scroll down. Yes. When you see him, when you see him in his uh, driveway with random doors just laying around, with his saxophone and his sleeveless shirt. He's ready. Yeah, to, I do. He's ready to rock. This guy's awesome. <laughs> he is. Unfortunately, he, he faces up to three years in jail. Uh, it kind of sucks. Uh, you know, well, he, he, I mean, I, for being stupid, that's a lot of time for doing something stupid that that wasn't yeah. malicious to begin with. But all right, fair enough. You know, I mean, if 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 it, malice was intended, then yeah. But uh, uh, speaking of malicious, though, mm-hmm. apparently you can write a virus into DNA that when is is read by CRISPR, I guess, will then yeah. infect the computer that is reading the DNA. Yep. This Genius. is how we get this is how we get back at the matrix. It is. Now see, forget Neuromancer. Write a book about this, because this is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, this is super interesting stuff. This is this is pretty I mean, it's not surprising. I you know, if you go deeply into uh, either getting incredibly stoned or incredibly into computer science, kind of goes either way. Um <laughs> you, you start to realize that we are all just programs. Now do we have free will? See, I'm starting to get stoned already. Oh, yeah. uh, but this is the whole, you know, the whole idea is that DNA is basically just code. That's that's all it is. So there we go. So now, of course, if it's just code, then you can write bad things with code. And there you go. Now we're, Bob's your uncle and we're infecting everything and we can get back to the computers this way. 
We're just we're bags of meat with sensors who just react to stimuli from the environment, mm-hmm. and you know that could just be stimuli. But uh, yeah, I just love it. I love it. Fuck it. You know, go, go <laughs> ha, do some mushrooms and read some Sam Harris and just say, hey, there's no more free will. Forget about it. Let's have some fun. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, uh, now back in 2003, uh, what's this guy? Bill Burr wrote a uh, publication not, for NIST. Not the comedian. Not the comedian. No. <laughs> Although might as well have been is what we're discovering. Yeah. For the efficacy of what he wrote, he might as well have been Bill Burr. And at least it would have been funny if Bill Burr did it. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically wrote that uh, everything that we use today, you know, lots of random characters, uppercase, lowercase, special characters, numerics, all that for your passwords. Yes. Turns out bullshit. Absolutely yeah, which, bullshit. Which would be fine if if it were choice and if we just thought we were doing the right thing. Not fine because every site forces us to use these ridiculous, stupid, useless passwords. Yep. And he's admitted now, it. He's admitted it. He's 72 now and he's retired, but he's like, yeah, I, I kind of regret that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that instead of using capital P, lowercase a, number five, number five, W, zero, R, D, uh, bang, one, is is not as useful as, say, the password beer cheese finger. Yeah. Because that's harder to figure out than the other password. So uh, random words strung together uh, is a better password uh, than the crazy, now I have to use 17 different characters and different types of characters and upward case and lowercase. Now, a lot of people sent me this link, including uh, some people that have been listening to us talking about one password over and over again. And I got a C. And I'm like, no, that's not the point at all. You should always still have a different password for every single site. One password does not force you to use these types of passwords. It's the sites that you're going to that forces you to use these types of passwords. You should still use one password, regardless of all of this. Absolutely agreed. Because, you know, you know, yep. it's so you don't forget. It's not. Yes, if yeah. you use the password manager, you can you can come up with passwords like this. But there are also. Uh, different ways to set the password manager for the password generator to do something that is similar to multiple phrases. Yep, exactly. And you can just make them up yourselves. But the point being, you should have a different one for every single site, and you're never going to remember all that stuff, which is why one password is useful. Yes, indeed. And uh, yep. do you remember the old XKCD uh, cartoon by Randall Monroe when he talked about this stuff? I mean, it's a couple, I do. It's a couple years old, but yeah. I, I'm, it turns out he was right. So, yeah. Go, go XKCD. Yeah. Correct horse battery staple. Brick a brick. Over at Board Panda, there's a story that was, of course, about nine months old right now because it was last Halloween, but I liked it and we didn't have any drone news whatsoever, so I figured we had to have something. Uh, guy builds his own Dementor and people are freaking out. Knowing that his daughters love Harry Potter, 50-year-old Michael Irvine decided to have some fun and create a unique and not to mention spooky Halloween prop. A Dementor. Using a fishing line, a drone, and an old Hollywood decoration, he created this fluid around the neighborhood, and people went crazy. Yep, it looks pretty cool. I, the, the only <laughs> bummer is that it's on a string, you know? And if yeah. you go And uh, in, this has all happened before news. If you go back to, uh, I think it was, God, 2012 or 13, yeah. uh, this guy Tom Mabe took a drone and literally wrapped like a Grim Reaper <laughs> around it. And flew it around, yeah. and it is way better than the Dementor yeah. one, and way scarier. And I think he had sound effects in it too, and was chasing people down. Very funny right. stuff. <laughs> now, I, a bunch of people sent me this one, and uh, Swell Schultz also sent it in from uh, yep. the site. Uh, 
Rich SF residents get a shock. Someone bought their street. So mm-hmm. these real estate speculators went and bought a street because they, yeah. these people forgot to pay their taxes, which yeah. is what happens. And the, of course, the rich people get mad and go, oh, we want it back. Yeah, come on. Can we have it back? And they're like, well, no, it's kind of the law. Yeah, it's the law. Now, to me, just to clarify, not the houses, literally the street that the houses are on. Yeah. Uh, so therefore, what they're thinking about doing is charging the residents of the the large houses to uh, park on their street. Yeah, which is perfect. <laughs> I know this is fantastic. This is buyer beware. This is the stupidity of how the world works, and people paying attention and and following along and playing by the playing by the rules. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, well done. Well, done. I think it's genius. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, stick it to the man. Exactly. Uh, and this has been everywhere because, you know, Game of Thrones is the biggest thing in the world right now, but I can't believe that this is true. I mean, well, actually I can, and I love it. It's fantastic. The Night's Watch, their outfits, they're actually just Ikea rugs. <laughs> That's all they are. They're fur rugs that have been treated, uh, dyed, shaved down. They added leather straps to them. They waxed and frosted them. I love this stuff. Uh, I There are two things about the movies that I truly love. Like, Jason is a huge movie fan. Me, not so much. I love Foley, and I love costume design. I love finding out about how they created, like, uh, Indiana Jones's leather jacket and how they dragged it behind a truck for two weeks to give it that look. I love the fact that these are just Ikea rugs, and it is fantastic. Um, this I've got my particular article from the AV Club, and they actually uh, decided that they thought they know which one it is. It's the Wrens, and uh, we'll put that link in the show notes, and you can see it for yourself and figure out uh, if you want to make your Halloween costume. There you go. I did. I did not see you as a costume design guy. Oh, actually, you know what? You dress very well. So, or at least you used to. So, I can. I can see that. I did pre kid. Yeah. Now I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I think that comes with the territory. Yeah, you don't want to dress well because you're going to end up with puke, milk, or food on your clothes, anyways. Plus, you need about seven thousand pockets. So basically, I dress like Jason now. Oh, good. Yes, yeah. cargo shorts and crappy t-shirts. Exactly. That's the dad outfit du jour. Uh, so there was a, this, I don't know where this came from. Somebody sent it to me, but there was a driverless van that was spotted driving around Washington, D.C. Yep. And turns out it wasn't driverless. It wasn't AI. It wasn't Skynet taking over. It was a guy that was wearing a car seat costume. Yeah. Why? Look, I don't know. Okay. I really don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah. You'd think you know, I, I wouldn't do this around D.C. Of that's all the, the places. Of, yeah, seriously. Of all the metropolitans you could do this in D.C., probably not a good choice. Seriously You might not. die, but uh, all right, good on you. Funny, I guess. Uh, so I, have I talked about Archelect on this uh, show before? No. Okay, there's a, it, it, I followed the Twitter account. That's how I found it. Archelect mm-hmm. is, uh, it, it's kind of like a visual inspiration. Uh, okay. Kind of just. Twitter feed that sends up really cool uh, pictures all the time. And it okay. stands for archive plus intellect. Now, they just came out with a fact for it. And I it kind of made me a little sad. It says, Archelect is a synthetic intelligence or artificial intelligence, depending on point of view. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Made to find and share inspiring visuals over social media channels. She is a living inspiration archive. She is a digital muse. She currently has an active Twitter profile, Facebook, Pinterest, blah, 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 where she converts unhappy human beings into inspired artists. And it's an algorithm that he basically shoves a bunch of keywords in. It goes around, finds a bunch of stuff, and posts them up. 
And I was yeah. wondering how it worked because I'm like, if this one, if there's a person that's just sitting there finding this stuff, because they post a lot, mm-hmm. so this makes more sense. Yeah, it, it, it's not intelligent, and it's not a she. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but also it covers the attribution angle, which was always what kind of pissed me off. I'm like, if they got one of my photos, who the fuck do I yell at? Because it's not cool. Um, yeah. It started as a self-curating living image dump without the intention of featuring artists. Not um, alive. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. This is just annoying the hell out of me. <laughs> I just yeah. want to go. I want to go through this page with a black marker and go. Nope. Nope. That's a lie. Nope. Redacted, that's not true. Redacted. Nope. Redacted. redacted. Nope. Nope. Incorrect usage of word. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Basically, what they're going to do now is use uh, Google's reverse image search, and which okay. will, should get you to the original person, but uh, probably not because a lot of people are following this account on many things resharing so by the time you get to it trying to find the original person who posted it good luck but i it's you know i just had to kind of go what the hell were you on when you wrote this dude or gal i don't know who wrote it because you know uh, she well, is there's, a digital muse no there is a attribution at the very bottom of the page it's pack at murat pack on twitter uh undream.net is a site so this is a person so oh, okay, theoretically cool. responsible for said thing and somebody you can contact should one of your photos ever be taken without attribution. Oh, I see. Okay. I didn't see it on there before. Awesome. See, there you go. I got so upset. I discovered things you did not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and his regular account has 39.7 thousand followers. Very, uh, uh, very decent uh, following there. Good job. All bots. Feedback loop. Big thank you to our new Patreon subscribers, Jared Rice and Sloan Yorba. Thank you. We totally appreciate it. Uh, that is awesome. And uh, again, if anybody would like a Grumpy Old Geek sticker, become our Patreons over there and uh, you will get one as they both requested one. So uh, that is in the, uh, the list for you to take care of, Jason. It's in the pipeline. They'll be going. Another batch will be going out this week. Excellent. We got a whole bunch of response over at Twitter this week, so let's blow through this really quick. Uh, 6502Chip says, Have you seen Breaking In? It's another Christian Slater hacking show. Some funny stuff in there. I'm, you know, Christian Slater is definitely getting his ass typecast right now, but at least his ass is working, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his career went away for a long time. So, good yeah. on him. Gleaming the Cube did not kill his career. Thank God. <laughs> uh, this one comes from Costello Chris. Uh, you guys predicted this a while ago. You can trick self-driving cars by defacing street signs. And I I did not, I, I remember the episode when I talked about this. What I was mm-hmm. thinking was, A, you, you keep a stop sign in your car and you just stick it out the sunroof when somebody's tailgating you, or you have a <laughs> backpack with a stop sign on it so nobody will ever hit you in their self-driving car. Yeah, but see, you were thinking about things that actually benefited society. You You did not think about the fact that people are just assholes. And there's going to be no stopping people from basically doing graffiti all over the place. That's actually going to cause real problems. This is going to be a serious, serious issue, and it's going to take some technology to solve it. I mean, my initial thought about this sort of stuff with, you know, uh, RFID chips on signs that cars would have to read. But, you know, those can be hacked, too. So good luck with all this stuff. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> we have we have ARFID, you know resistant wallets now so because people can hack them so easy so yeah let's yeah. put our signage on our feds great well you know we're trying to read things right now that just any kid with a piece of with a with a can of spray paint is going to be able to kill you so we got to come up with something <laughs> anyways quartz 45 said great infosec podcast uh gadlaw said new snark with valuable tech info besides so thank 
both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes from Sirnak. I, I love how you yeah. left me the, the fun one. Sirnak yeah. uh, says, discovered you in a troll for casts. Yeah, better than a pod, I guess. I like co-host EssentialApple.com and wondered if you might like to chat with us. We always love to chat, so we'll be in yeah. touch. Yep, we'll get in touch with you. Uh, Tech Peeves sent us a bit of a, a rant, but he didn't do the one slash two slash three slash, even though it's a continued thing. So um, you should get on that. Huh? AI equals artificial intelligence. It's fake. Acts like intelligence. SI equals synthetic intelligence. It's what we're working towards. UBI eliminates effort from the lower class, the richer people like me who work for a living for 40 years and can't retire because we've been paying taxes through the nose for deadbeats who won't work. I was with you on the first tweet. Uh, two and three, nah, not so much. But I mean, I get where you're coming from, and it's a, it's, it's a lot of frustration. But that's not the point of. The, uh, anyways, I'm yeah. not going to get too into that. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, Doctor Mariel writes, uh, episode two two one as usual delivered useful content. Keep it up as this pod is tops on my list. Uh, podcast. Yeah. I'm glad we're glad we're at the top. <laughs> Anthony Rossback writes, the new iOS had removing of autopause for AirPods as an option and independent controls so volume up and down. He also sent a couple screenshots. I don't have that, so I'm assuming by the new iOS, you are running a new beta. Probably running 11. Yeah, the 11 beta. Yeah, so you didn't mention that part on it. Uh, I don't do the beta programs, but I'm looking forward to being able to actually control my AirPods differently the way I would like to. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't run the beta. I've heard nothing but terrible things about <laughs> it. <laughs> Except for apparently you can actually control your AirPods now. Yeah, Nathan Reitzma writes, uh, a co-worker and I listen to Rhinestone Cowboy every Thursday night on the way home. I don't recall him being mentioned on GOG Podcast, though. Uh, that's because he died in between uh, the shows coming out, so we couldn't really go back and mention him. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't our fault. We didn't kill him. We didn't kill him on this one. We'll, we'll we talk about not. that in a little bit. Yeah. Andrews Crone writes, worth a read, even if it is on medium. Uh, why I built the dick pic locator. So this guy, <laughs> Pear Axbomb, is a, is a coder, and he wrote a, a piece of software called the dick pic locator, where women who, or I guess men, who had gotten unsolicited dick pics can then upload them through this app and find the exact location where the picture was taken. Um. I don't know why you wrote this, buddy. And I read the entire article to try to figure out why you wrote this, and I know that you're trying to be super cool and feminist, and it sucks that women get these dick pics sent to them without, you know, asking for them. And I'm not entirely sure online shaming is the way to go with this sort of stuff, but I don't know what the answer is, but I'm sure it's not this app. That's that's about all I got. Okay, I'll have to go back and read that. <laughs> I, I missed that one. It's it's interesting. You should give, give that a read. Okay, so. and this next one comes from He Was a CS Boy. Listening to episode 217 Spotify rant, do you guys realize you're describing Pandora Premium? I'm going to have to go back and listen to that rant again because I can't remember. <laughs> Me too, because I don't really remember either. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Even if Pandora Premium was the exact perfect thing that I should be using to listen to my music, I'm still not going to. Oh, yeah, I paid for Pandora <laughs> Premium for a year, and uh, I, I, I kind of missed the commercials. So I, I'm going to have to go back and listen to that rant to get some perspective on what it was. All right. And Ivor Tola says, plumbing new depths. And he sent a link. The Productive Toilet Chat app may have a hidden social mission. Now, I, 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 I'm I, sorry. Productive, I am in. I, I have to go back and read this one because that's awesome. It's a new app that lets users swap toilet anecdotes while using the loo, which, I mean, I don't understand why you couldn't use any other app to talk while you're on the toilet. And uh, other than just the cute name and the cute icon. And it is, of course, a Kickstarter 
application. Now, it's a free app, and uh, apparently there's some sort of other kind of thing going on here, but I didn't entirely understand it. Uh, you give it a read, Jason. You figure out if this is of interest to you, and we'll come back to it. Okay, we'll talk about that next week. More homework. <laughs> Great. Yeah, more homework. Hey, you're the one that wanted to do a podcast. Yeah. Uh, this comes from uh, GOG.show with the, the mm-hmm. web feedback. Uh, this is from Tom. Yes. Nobody wants to pay for an SSL cert. That's why there's Let's Encrypt. And there's a link to letsencrypt.org. And I believe so, that's the, uh, the, uh, the free cert. Yeah. You know what I like to use when I'm talking about security? Free things. This one, actually, we, we covered this one on the show a long time ago when we were talking about certs. But yeah. It still just doesn't quite sit right with me. It's better. Right. Trust me, it's better than paying for it. Fuck it, I'll take it. Okay. Next up is Scott. Hey guys, longtime fan, and thanks for all that you do. A few episodes ago, you were talking about scammers like the ones who called to let you know your computer has been infected. OMG, and you need to pay us four hundred dollars to fix it right now. Today, I checked out a podcast in which one of the hosts spent six months calling the scam company back, working his way up the ladder, and befriending the scammers along the way. Brilliant, funny, and well worth the listen. And he gives us a link to it. This is a podcast called reply all yeah. and uh i don't have six months to do anything much less waste time getting back to the scammer yeah and it's on reply all which is I, i've ranted about on this show before it's called shit we already knew uh i can't i can't <laughs> I, I, gimlet media and npr are basically the same thing so i can't listen to anything on gimlet but that's uh, for another show anyway i might actually one- give this one a listen just because i think it's funny Okay. Yeah, you might like it. Okay. This next one comes from Jared. Hello. So I came from a background in fire and EMS, and now I'm stuck behind a desk while I decide what my next adventure will be. I'm between becoming a Texas State Trooper or studying cybersecurity. Anyway. Texas State Trooper. Texas State Trooper. All the way, man. Well, he's not going to get shot doing cybersecurity, though. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Anyway, do you all have suggestions for desk toys I could get? My desk seems too empty to not get another desk toy. Currently, I have a labyrinth cube from my family and decided I needed something else to go with. Got any ideas? Thanks in advance and great podcast. I gave you all a review this weekend. I'm the guy who managed to break the Samsung S7 Active. You know, the phone that is supposed to be life-proof and unbreakable. Good job on that one. I haven't seen that phone. I got to check that out. It was very funny. Mm. Um Desk toys. I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stuck with these little solar dancing things now i have a massive collection of them and uh that's the latest desk toy i've i've i can't i haven't had a desk in a long time so brian you i i have no i have no desk toys because i have an 11 month old and yes anything like that just would mean uh, it goes straight into his mouth and it's not good so uh i am i am doing jason spartan existence with this sort of stuff at the moment but you know i always liked anything that was uh like usb fans those are fun and stuff, you know, anything that dances, yeah. especially if it does it to music, that's always a little bit of a blast. I like that sort of stuff. And you can't go wrong going old school. Rubik's Cube, man. I've got one. I just got one of those. Yeah, they're fun. You can always yeah, get there one you of go. Those. Uh, yeah. And also, uh, lots of desks or lots of books on cybersecurity. That also, most of my desk time was uh, stacks of books on how to program in Perl and PHP. That was a lot Again, of, a lot of I'm the toy saying, space. I think you're safer as a Texas State Trooper because if you're cybersecurity and you're in any of the sci-fi books I read, sure, there's a good chance you're going to hook up with a really hot intern, <laughs> but you're also going to get shot at. I'm just saying. You're That's definitely going to get shot at. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Claude Calter also wrote in, gentlemen, what is your preferred web browser? You don't like Chrome, and I thought I heard Opera in the mix on one of the podcasts, number 215 or whereabouts. Thanks. Keep up the good work. I'm not sure which one it is, but Jason and I are both using Opera now. 
So yeah, I, uh, Opera ninety eight percent of the time. I still have to flip over to Chrome for some things, but uh, yeah, there's there's some weird stuff that just doesn't work in Opera. I I mean, I think Jason and I both have all of them installed. Um, so yeah, uh, Opera most of the time. Some stuff I do on Chrome, particularly if I'm dealing with Chromecast, because that doesn't seem to like to work with anything else. Uh, Firefox is still actually in the mix for a handful of things randomly. Really. Yeah, there's a couple of things that just don't seem to work on anything other than Firefox particularly well. Uh, they involve uh, Spectrum, and uh, if I'm trying to oh. watch any of my TV stuff and cast it to one of my TVs. so We'll see how that goes in the next couple of weeks, because Firefox is coming out with a massive update soon. So Yeah. Good oh, always good. <laughs> and we got a massive email here from Ryan Wall uh, talking about <laughs> the the structure of the polyphenols and the... <laughs> Uh, the ice cream. I don't think we can read this on the air if we want to get done by next week, but uh, <laughs> I think what I'll do is I'll put it in the show notes so you guys can can read about all the science behind how the ice cream that we talked about last week works. Yeah, and there's links to Wikipedia and all that sort of stuff. And he mentions a couple of things that I've actually done with some interesting cooking before, um, including the guar gum, so that does some solidification. I did a uh, I did celery sticks with a solidified Bloody Mary liquid in it using this stuff. That was awesome. Ooh, recipe yeah. posted in the notes. I want that. I'll see if I can find that and I'll put that up there. Yeah. Uh, next up comes from Brandon. Love the podcast. This recent episode on home security cameras reminded me of my future setup. I have a GoPro reminded me of my future setup. Okay, I guess it parses, but it still comes out weird. I have a GoPro Hero 4 and an old Android tablet that I want to convert to a security camera. The ideal setup will have the GoPro mounted with a car window suction cup on the interior window of the house, pointing directly at the driveway. My goal is to use what I have and not purchase new equipment. I'm currently stumped on how to get the GoPro to broadcast to the tablet to save the files. Also on how to get the tablet to override old files or recordings to the camera. Okay, bop, 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 bop. Thoughts? No, we don't have any thoughts on this. Sorry. We're not in all <laughs> go-to stop for how to fix specific applications. Yeah, and you're... you're <laughs> and with the GoPro and a tablet? Nah, dude, no. Ain't gonna work. Uh, you, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's gonna not going to work, anyways. But if you really want to get into this stuff, this is exactly what like GoPro forums are built for. You go yeah. in there, you type all this in, and ten thousand other people that are way up their ass with GoPro stuff tell you how it's not going to work. And 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 as far as the security camera goes, there are packages that you can get. If you're running Android, you probably have a PC. There are PC camera packages that you can get that will do all the stuff that you talked about, but just not on your tablet. Ain't no way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. Uh, next one comes from Patrick. This has got to be the jankiest drone I've ever seen. Looks like some Texas kids inappropriate science fair project. Did you watch this video? This is terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's basically an M16 mounted to an octocopter. Um, yeah. It is janky, but I think the real thing about it is whoever made the video, their their real skill is in video editing because yeah. they, they this is a pretty well done Video, the drone, run as fast and far as you can. But uh, this guy has a pretty good, yeah, he's, he's not going to be a drone scientist, but he's got a pretty good future as a video editor, for sure. Yeah. And we got an iTunes rating, uh, JRadio4361. It gave us a five-star rating. This is uh, obviously the guy that wrote in a little bit earlier. He says, you all are awesome. So I came back to the Apple universe and got an iPhone after I broke the S7 Active. When I searched for Grumpy Cat on Google with my iPhone, your podcast was a search result. Don't ask me how or why, but it was. 
So I downloaded it and started listening. Since then, I look forward to each new episode, to all the fragile little snowflakes that gave you all one star. If you don't like what they say, just listen to another podcast and unsubscribe. Yeah, if amen. Decide, if you decide not to take that advice, take this next one. Get some thicker skin, grow a pair, and drive on. Keep up the good work, guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. And <laughs> Thank uh, you. yeah, let us know which what you pick as far as uh, you know, cybersecurity or Texas State Trooper. I am I'm... actually, if you do both, I've got a whole new book we can write about you. Oh my God, yes. If you want your question or comment read on the show, head over to GOG.show slash support and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash iTunes and toss us a five-star and a snarky review. And don't be a snowflake and leave us a one-star. Just bugger off. Closing shout-outs! I just want to give a quick shout-out to Sinead O'Connor. Her troubles have continued. She is... uh Definitely having some issues with her mental health, but a port, you know, everything seems to have worked out. She was in a bit of trouble earlier this week. Um, she's truly a wonderful individual of all the various artists I've worked with in my life. Uh, definitely, she's fantastic. So my heart breaks for her. I hope she's getting the help she needs. And she's seems to have somewhat decided to basically use her fame now to kind of tell her about, tell people and, and tell the world about, you know, basically depression and, and all the stuff all the shit she's going through. So good for her. Yep. Yep. Good luck, Sinead. <laughs> Definitely with you on that one. Uh, and farewell yep. to the rhinestone cowboy, Mr. Glenn Campbell. I am sad to see you go. My, I posted my first video of when I was a child and the first time in front of the microphone was me singing rhinestone cowboy. And, uh, I think that's why we got some of the previous comments on it, but, uh, yeah, great guy. Sad to see him go. Yep. Definitely. Uh, and I just, for the record, we did not mention him at all. The curse is over. Not our, not ours. Not, a- not a, it's not on us. Nope. So. Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. GOG.show is our home base where you can listen to old shows, leave feedback, ask us questions, get links to our awesome sponsors and stuff we like. If you'd like to become an official friend of the podcast, go to GOG.show slash support where you'll find all the ways you can support the show and keep us on the air and get some stickers. To learn more about all of the people who make this show possible, head over to GOG.show slash about. Show notes for all the links discussed in this episode can be found at GOG.show slash 222. This is our world now. The world of the electron and the switch. The beauty of the bond. We exist without nationality, skin color, or religious bias. You wage wars, murder, cheat, lie to us and try to make us believe it's for our own good, yet we're the criminals. Yes. I am a criminal. My crime is that of curiosity. I am a hacker, and this is my manifesto. Huh? Right? Manifesto? You may stop me, but you can't stop us all. That's cool. Cool? Yeah, cool. You think it's cool? It's cool. It's not cool. It's commie bullshit.